Hey y'all, welcome to Nobody Said It Will Be Easy. Me, girl Jennifer. Uh, this week I wanted to talk about one of my sermons that I listened to. Um, the pastor is Michael Todd, he's from Transformation Church. He did this sermon back in November, and um, I listened to it recently, like after the new year, and I kind of wish that I listened to it prior to the new year. Because he dropped a lot of gems like um, before or like anything that I do. What I will do is put the link to his service. Uh, it's going to be a YouTube link. You'll be able to go into the description box, click on it, and listen to the service. If you can listen to it, listen to it. If you get somewhere by yourself, I would advise you just get your notebook out, listen to it. It's amazing. He is awesome. Again, it's Michael Todd. Transformation Church, and the title of the message is called Faith for the Flip Side. So I named it Bamboo Season. Uh, he In the service, he talks, he pulls from Psalms 1 and 3. Uh, he talks about trees being planted by living water, uh, people having mature faith. Uh, it doesn't, you don't depend on, what he says is that it, you don't depend on your surrounding elements for your nutrition or whatever. You just depend on God and God alone. That's all you're depending on. Uh, and if you are planted by living water, it'll bear, you'll bear fruit in every season. Meaning no matter what your president look like, no matter what your, if you go walk into your job and they say, you know, you're fired, whatever the case may be, Whatever your circumstance is, you're going to always come out winning is basically what that is. And I love that. Uh, leaves never wither. So he talks about all this, all these things about trees and what trees go through in different seasons and how the trees have to die off because the tree brings in all the nutrients into the stock of the tree. And that's why the leaves fall off. But if you are planted by living water, you won't have to go through that you won't you will never have to lack or go without uh you never have to hold anything back you would always you'll always be okay no matter the season uh so it's amazing how he goes into this sermon i mean what i did was i took like a couple notes and i just wanted to get with y'all today to go over it real quick and Get your feedback, your thoughts on it, because it it just really blew my mind. And so he goes, uh, being under is a prerequisite for being planted, not buried. So he goes into explaining the difference of planted, being planted and being buried. Because the if you think about it, the steps are the same. You put something in the ground, you cover it up with dirt in both instances. If you're planting a tree, you put the seed in, you cover it with dirt. If you're putting something dead in the ground, you know, casket, you put it in the ground, you dig up dirt, you put it in the ground and you put dirt over it. And so he goes into explaining how if you're planted, you're not dead, you still you're pulling from the dirt actually to in order to grow. And it was, you know, certain things that he said and the certain ways that he put it was amazing. So he actually did this 53 days before 2000, 
and 19. And he said it's an acceleration, an unusual acceleration period. And I named this bamboo season only because he did talk about the bamboo plant. And I didn't know this, you know, you, you guys might be, you know, on your plants and doing all your research on your plants. I love bamboo, bamboo plants, but I've never studied them or found out anything about them. And so what he says about the bamboo plant is that it grows underground for three years and two inches every hour, which is four feet every two, every 24 hours is what a bamboo plant does before anybody sees it. And he puts that to where uh, if you're going through something, your season where you have to work on yourself and you have to go through something, not everybody's going to see that you're working hard. Not everybody needs to see that you're working hard. And on the surface, it'll look like nothing's happening. It may look like, you know, you're just doing the same old thing and let people think that. But then when you do sprout or your things start to move and things start to pop for you, you're going to be sturdier. You're not going to web, you know, go in the wind. You're not going to bend, you know, you're not going to break if anything happens to you. Any little thing that happens to you, you're not going to just break down and cry or give up because you had a sturdy foundation. And that's sometimes what we don't. We don't do, we don't take the time to just sit back and chill. Like just, everybody don't have to see what we're doing, you know? In the age of Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook and all that, everybody has to see what we're doing 24 hours a day. Hey girl, I'm exercising, I'm in the gym. And you're just really going to the gym to take a selfie and you're out. You're not putting in that dedication. You may drive to the gym and you may get cute in your little clothes and all that, but then when you leave the gym, you headed to some fast food place, you know? So, and you don't take a picture of that. You just take a picture of you exercising because you want the likes or whatever. So in this day and age or what he, what I felt like he was talking about was you will have to do a lot of hard work and not get recognition for it. Sometimes you won't have to work hard. You won't have to grind and no one going, nobody's going to know about it. And, but when you come out and all that hard work and all that effort and all that start shining, you ain't have to worry about nothing. Like you can just do you and go forward and not worry about what people think. Cause there are some dream killers out there. It is not even funny. Like when something is in the infant stages, that's the easiest time to kill something and snuff it out. And so if you're wanting to write a book or start a business or something like that, sometimes you can't run to anybody and tell them, blurt out everything. You can't say, oh, I'm going to start a business and it's going to be named this and I'm going to do this. I'm going to, because it's not someone else's, um, it's not someone else's job to understand your dream. That's your dream. So you have to understand your own dream. So for me, that's what I took away from it with that being under the dirt and just having to grind out. So some, you know, everything that's in the darkness will come to light anyway. So it's all good. Uh, He started teaching from Luke 5 and he went from Luke 5, 1, all the way through um, chapter 1, all the way to, I'm sorry, 
Luke chapter 5, verse 1 through verse 10. And he talked about Simon and how God is so... (laughs) God is so amazing how he does things. And I never heard the story told the way that he told it. And he really just... He went through five points for his message. And... His first point was steward well over what's not working well. And he started talking about how the fishermen were fixing the nets. But prior to that day, they went out and got some fish and or went to go fishing and they didn't catch anything. So when... Jesus came, like, walked through, they were fixing the net. So he was saying, even though something's not working for you, you may have to still work well over that thing. Let's say your job, you're not really liking your job, things are not going great. But like he said in the message, you come in there 10 minutes late, you take hour and a half lunches, you leave early, you're not putting forth the effort. Because sometimes you have to go in and put forth your best in a situation that you're not happy with. So if that's the case, then you just have to steward well over that job. Because my in my experience, I feel like if you're going through something and you're not handling it well, or you're dealt a situation and you're not doing the right thing, like you always batting out then, always down, like a cancer almost, like always talking negative, then nothing good's going to come to you. But if you're in a not so great situation, but you come to work every day, you smiling, every day you praising God, every day you, you know, you positive, not letting negativity get to you, then things turn around for you like real quick. And then his second point was, let God sit in what you have. Meaning, if you got $5 or you got $1,000, no matter what is happening or where you are in your life or what, no matter if your business just started or if you had a business and it's been okay for 10 years, it doesn't have to be perfect for God to come and meet you where you are. He will help you no matter what's happening. So he talked about how we are too busy. and But the best thing about God's grace is that it comes every day. So even if you say, God comes and says, hey, you know, can I sit in your boat today? And you say, you know what? I'm too busy for that. The grace of God will keep coming every single day, every single day in It's never ending. So, and then how do we wait? Like you pray to God and you're like, oh my God, God, please, you know, bless me with this, bless me with that. But you see people getting blessed all around you. And this is kind of what he was talking about with uh, Simon. Like God comes into his situation and then turns around and starts talking to other people or helping other people. And that's sometimes that happens too. Like you ask God to help you or whatever, or, and then your friend winds up getting exactly what you pray for, or you're, you know, someone else that you knew or know winds up being, you know, doing well or getting blessed. And it seems like everybody around you is getting blessed and you're not. 
I think that works on you just sitting tight and waiting, your patience. And it makes you appreciate it when it does come to you. And you have to be happy for others. And my mom says, nothing good comes to a closed hand. She always said that. And not until recently, I started understanding what it meant. Like, if your fists are ball, if your hands are balled up into fists, you can't put nothing into it. You can't put money into it. Into it. You can't do anything. You can't. It's closed. So if that's the case, you're not welcoming. And the way that we praise and worship, our hands are always open. We're always in receiving mode. So in order for you to receive, you can't be stingy. You can't be selfish. You can't be any of those things because that's considered, quote unquote, a closed hand. Uh, his point three was the trust, trust that if you say so, that's the, the heart one. Like, I don't know if it's maybe it's hard for me. I don't know if it's hard for anybody else, but trust to say so is basically Jesus tells Simon to go into the deep. Simon Peter says, if you say so. And it's doing, it's doing the, taking you out of your comfort zone. It's basically what it is. Um, and doing what you're not used to doing. So if you're used to running a business a certain way, day in and day out, and it's not working. And then God says, you know what? I'm going to shake this up. You got to do it this way. You can't do it that way anymore. You can't go back and forth. You got to trust that. If God says to you, you know what? Give that girl that can't stand you. Go give her a hug or go ask her how her day is going. Or that person that stole from you, God says, you know what? Go give them money. Or go do something nice with someone that did you wrong or something like that. And you got to trust that. You got to do it. You can't just not do it. Or if you hear the the voice of God, you can't say, okay, well, not today. I'm not doing that. She did this and this and this. God, you for real? You serious? You can't do that. So that's, he's saying, trust that if you say so. And that's all you can really do. If God tells you to do something, if you say so, and then just go and do it. And what he, one of his things that he said was that I love, he says, sight is what you see in front of you and vision is what's going to be. So I read a quote like long, a, a while ago and it said, girlfriends have sight and wives have vision. So it's basically you see some something for what it can be, the potential of it all. So if I look at dirt, like we're standing in front of just a field of dirt and you just see dirt, that's your sight. If you see the house that you could build on this land, the school you could build on this land, uh, the farm you can have, if the soil is, you know, great, then you can build on, you know, plant on this land. That's your vision. Like what it's not there yet, but you can see the potential of what's going on. 
So a lot of times and people, we do that, you know, as wives, sometimes we don't, we don't get the fortune 500 guy when you got married. Sometimes you get the guy that was living in a one bedroom apartment or in his car or not working at all. And then you see what he has the potential to be. So that's why I think the quote was like girlfriend see sight and then wife see vision. That was a little little nugget for you guys because that was an awesome quote for me. Um the other his other point was will bless your partners. <sighs> bless your partners, bless your enemies. <laughs> How many of y'all do that? Mm. I'm I'm sure it's not no hands. Um Blessing your enemies is a serious, serious thing. So God gets into our life. He gets into our hearts. He gets into our minds. And sometimes when you get that ultimate peace that you're looking for and searching for, you do some things that you never think. Because your your mind changes when you come to God or, you know, surrender all it, your mindset is completely different. You don't think how you used to, you don't do the things you used to do. Sometimes the people around you may change, things may happen, but you wind up doing things that you just are not used to. So blessing your enemies, he talks about Simon Peter again and how they were willing enough to, they started catching all these fish and they were like, Hey, you know, this is too much for us. And he calls over other people and like, hey, come and get some of this or whatever. And then some people hold tight to what they have. And in this day and age, it's all about who you get on top quicker. So a lot of people don't reach back and get other people. So if you have a networking, um, this is what he's talking about. If you have a contact, you want to keep that contact close because you don't want nobody else to get what you have. But my thing is always what's for you is for you. And that's one another example of nothing comes to a closed hand. Because let me tell you something. You can have that one contact. Don't want to give it up. That's great. Nothing happens for you. This other person gets another contact, shares it with everybody. They want to blow it up and surpassing you because they were willing to help or willing to give to someone else to share the wealth. It's so much out here for everybody that I don't understand Like why people are so... I don't know one track mind like it's only gonna be me. It's on you can't. It's not. It's no business in this world that one person does. You can't do it by yourself. And it's other companies. There's always other companies that do the same thing because it's different things that people like. So you can't be. You can't have your little YouTube channel and be like, oh, okay, well they only gonna watch me. No, honey boo. Because what if you don't cater to that audience instead of doing a partnership? And having this person that you're bringing on, multiplying your platform, doing it that way, it's more or less like, oh no, I'm going to keep this to myself. No, that's not how that works. And then um, the last point he made was, we'll always magnify your secret sins. So when God gets the glory, he always says, he says that everything, basically everything that's in the dark will come to light. And you have, sometimes you have to deal with your issues before you get on this platform that God wants you to have. So if he said, if you have like an attitude problem, you might want to fix that up before 
you get to your next level because your next level will magnify whatever that is that's going on with inside of you. So you may want to fix that. So uh, he referenced, search me, oh Lord, remove anything that is not like you. It's something that he says every day. So for me, I always say, um, use me as your vessel, Lord, remove anything that is not of you. So I felt like that was crazy because we kind of say, it's kind of the same thing. And I, this um, Psalms 51 and 10, creating me a new heart. I mean, that's every single day you should come, you should say something to God to make him, let him know that you're inviting him in because he's a gentleman. He would never come in without you inviting him. And then to allow him to use you daily because that sometimes we're the only representation of God that people will see, people that don't go to church, people around you at work, people, you know, you come in contact with in a grocery store or wherever, traffic, because Lord knows the devil be driving. So he on that road, <laughs> especially here in Florida on I-4. So it's a lot of things where you, a lot of places you go that people are not in contact with God and you are that. So if you allow him to use you and someone and you know comes across your path and you treat them a certain way, that lingers with them. And you can't say, oh, I'm a Christian. And then you flipping birds and, you know, throwing up middle fingers, but you turn around and be on church. That's not how that works. Are we all perfect? No. There's, you know, we have bad days. Everybody like the thing is nobody said it will be easy, but we have complete and utter control of how we react to something. So if someone cuts you off or whatever, you have control of how you react. I have no control over how that person is or what they're doing, what they say back to me or what they say to me. I have no control over that, but I do have control over what comes out of my mouth. So quick story. I'm in um, a store because I don't want to say no names and no stores. So <laughs> I'm in a store and the cashier is super nasty, like super. I'm not even, I just got here. So I'm like ringing on my stuff and she's, you know, going at it with her friend or the other cashier. She's talking across the thing, across the belt to the other cashier. And she's saying how this one customer told her this and said this to her and how much she doesn't care. And she gives zero F's about this and this and that. And I'm like, wow, okay, great. You know, this is amazing. I'm just trying to check out. And but meanwhile, I'm catching the attitude from her previous encounter. So I continue to let her ring up my stuff and I'm just listening. And then she goes, I just I said, Oh my my, you had a bad day, huh? I said, Is but is is it almost over for you? Are you about to go home? And she was like, yeah, I'm about to go home. And I think at that second, she clicked and realized like, dang, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not acting like I should be. And she was like, you know, I'm just so sorry. It's just, you know, and a lot of times in the streets I wear, um, we have t-shirts from church or whatever. So I might say like frontline of God's army or, you know, faith, um, 
what is it? Praise power, something like that. So I'm, I might wear a t-shirt like that. And this particular day I, I had that shirt on and she just looked at me and you know, it's just, I'm not going to be mad with you. I'm not going to give you an attitude back. You never know what someone is going through. That person that cut you off on I-4 or whatever road you're at or whatever highway, you don't know if they're running to their child. You don't know if something happened at the school, something happened at work. You never know what's going on with a person. So it's kind of hard to do all that, to empathize with someone when you're in the midst of it all. And then maybe when you get home, you can be like, you know what? I didn't know what they was going through. You know, that's sad. You know, I shouldn't have did that or I shouldn't have said that or whatever the case may be. So the challenge is to empathize before, like empathize in the moment. And that's like the challenge. And the um, the la- the thing that he talked about, the last thing that he talked about was the upgrade, which is the unusual acceleration. And he says how God upgraded Simon Peter from a fisherman to an apostle. So it's, Allow your blessings to be the bait, which is good. It's accountable for salvation. It's so you will get upgraded. Like definitely. I mean, we're children of God. So it's like a no brainer that you are here. God wants to give you everything that he promised. But again, you have to do certain things in order for that stuff to line up. Your passions, that fire that's inside of you, that like I uh, like I said, that book you want to write, that song you want to write, or the business you want to open up, the career you want to start. Those are all things that you know. If you want to do those things, you get God on board. Good. If He's on board, He will never lead you to a road that you can't take, and that's basically what it is. Me myself personally. Um, I've wanted to do nursing since I was like 10 years old. I My nephew was born when I was 10. I saw like, you know, everything that he had to go through. And my sister wound up becoming a nurse. And I've seen like, I love hospitals. Everything was pointing me in that direction. And I it just never could get it done. I would go to school. I would finish. I wouldn't finish. I would take a couple classes. I would stop. I never, I just couldn't get it done. And years go past, I wound up doing medical coding and billing instead just to have my foot in the door or whatever. And I said, to, uh, was it last year, 2018, probably, I don't know, October maybe. I started like, what do you want to do with yourself? Like where I'm at currently, it's awesome, but it's not something that I can do for the rest of my life at the rate that I'm, you know, I can't be there forever. I don't want to retire from there. So I said, you know, I had a real heart to heart with myself. Wind up coming across this. Um, my husband got ill and went to the hospital, met this nurse. And she's talking to me about school and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I was looking into things. And she was like, yeah, you should do it. And for me, God screams at me because not screams like literally screams, but it might be two to three people that say it can second back to back. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it like that. So I wind up calling my college or my school. 
a school. Let's do that. I wind up calling a school and the lady says, yeah, we're starting night classes for nursing. Come on down. So I go and I do all my stuff and I do the test. I find uh, some study guides. I find this awesome girl that's also on YouTube that's studying to be a nurse. She has some study guides for a test and go and take the test. And it, the process was so easy. I was like, it has to be God. I wasn't supposed to get financial aid. It was maxed out. All these different issues because remember, nobody said it would be easy. So even if it's meant for you, certain things will happen to ensure that that's what you are wanting to do or are willing to do. Sometimes you have to go through, my mom says, the best things come from fire. Come out of fire. Yeah, blown glass. You know, things like clay. A lot of things that are made, some type of heat has to be put to it. So you can't get pretty fancy things without heat. Metal, things like that. You have to put some fire to it. And it's the same for us. So even if it's meant for you to be a singer or whatever, you're gonna go through something. What I never, ever, ever understand is... How people feel that Jesus went through every single thing that we would ever encounter. And then they sit back and say, I I, I want it easy. I don't want to go through anything. Why? God put his son through it all. So why wouldn't we go through anything? And a lot of times that's he needs that, that fall. I always say embrace the fall because... A lot of times when you fall, that's when you see him. That's when you meet him. Sometimes he has to break people to bring them closer to him. And that's embrace the fall because you can always get back up. He's always there to lend you a hand and help you up. Uh, I was I listened to some motivational speakers in the morning. And this guy was talking about how, I'm not sure if he was a football player or what, but he was in a club and on his way leaving out of the club, his limousine was outside and gunshots rang out. It's like 14 gunshots rang out and his limousine is leaving the scene or seen leaving the scene. They wound up going to his house and arresting him in front of his three sons. And he says he went to jail they accused him and falsely accused him. He winds up um, going to prison, though, to while this was going to trial or whatever. And he says he heard the voice of God say, do you hear me now? Which is crazy to me because that's where some people, most people have to go. Not jail, but the bottom. Like whatever your bottom is, like not everybody's bottom is the same. So his bottom was prison. <clears throat> Somebody else's bottom might be losing a job or something lack thereof. And then sometimes that's where you hear the voice and God said, okay, now we can work, you know? So it's not pleasant. The fall is never pleasant. Um, another lady at my job she was we have a prayer circle that we do every morning and you're able to lift people up in prayer and things like that and this little girl she took a fall wind up getting bruised had to go to the hospital and through this fall they find 
cancer. They go and they find a uh, tumor, then they pull the tumor, wind up as cancer. But if she didn't fall, literally fall, they wouldn't have found the cancer. They would, or it would have been, you know, way down the road somewhere because she was a healthy little girl. So it's a lot of things where we're put in situations and we have to, in those situations, find God in them. And, you know, I would say it would be perfect if <laughs> a lot of, we don't see God if everything is great. I mean, let's be honest. If everything is awesome and we're not hurting for anything, a lot of times they won't we won't see him and we won't hear him or listen to him or we'll start to think that we got there on our own. And that's never true. So it's hard, you know, and sometimes he has to say, Oh, okay. All right. So you got this on your own. Okay. Okay. Let me take this from you real quick. And then you're looking like, Oh, okay. I didn't do this on my own. And then you come back and he accepts you back because he's awesome. And then you, do it all, you know, you get better and you respect the process. And so again, today's favorite sermon was from Pastor Michael Todd, Transformation Church, and it's called Faith for the Flip Side. I aka it Bamboo Season. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed everything. Uh, listen, subscribe, tell your friends, share it. It is awesome. Nobody said it will be easy, y'all, but together we could get through it. Love y'all. Bye.